You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You could fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you get another shot to cash in. You can throw down all the major actions for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Yeah, guys, I mean, you have the... National League MVP race going on with Paul Goldschmidt, Freeman, Alonzo, the, over in the American League, Judge, Otani, you know, maybe, uh, maybe take a flyer on a Manny Machado or something like that. The odds are, you know, some, some great odds right now. Um, but yeah, uh, best of all, DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame. You know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 233 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday. Back at it, folks. Of course, this was Ice Wars Weekend. This is the review show, the recap of the festivities and the shenanigans that went on this past weekend in Edmonton, Alberta at the River Creek Casino. And, uh, I had a lot of fun and, um, yeah. And I brought, uh, the two jokers on, uh, that I did the preview show with, uh, Alec, of course, from the five for fighting podcast and Jay, uh, my boy down in Iowa, there, UHL legends on Facebook. Um, I had such a good time with them. I, I, I mean, I've had them on a bunch of times on other episodes, but I had a good time on the preview on the preview show with them. Um, and actually, the, the I I mentioned it in the in the interview I or the in the review show with these guys. 
I'm actually recording this at like 10 o'clock at night on Tuesday night. Um, and I had recorded earlier with them to do the review show. So I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse. Um, but, um, the review show, uh, that you were going to hear at the end of my intro here, uh, was met with, uh, <laughs> we had sound issues and phone issues and recording issues. And it was just, uh, one g- gong show after another. And of course with the time difference and everything else. And yeah, Jay was got into the libations a little bit into the sauce and, uh, ended up his phone died. We lost him right towards the end of the show. And, uh, yeah. And I mean, Alec with the two hour time difference, you know, it was going on 11 o'clock there and he had a long day at work. So yeah, the review show, I don't, I don't know how strong our review will be. Uh, but, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I will say in all seriousness though, um, this, this past weekend I was in Edmonton for Ice Wars and, uh, and it was great to see everybody and, and talk with people and the feedback I heard from, you know, no, no bullshit. I heard from a few, uh, numerous people actually that they listened to the preview show and they really enjoyed it. Um, and they listened to other episodes as well, but they listened to the preview show really and really enjoyed it. So that was, that was really cool to hear, um, you know, I'm always, uh, always happy to promote the event. I'm a big fan of the event and, um, as are Jay and Alec. And I know they, they both bought the pay-per-view and they watched it and we were talking as it was going on live. We were texting each other and, and everything. So, um, and I was kind of telling them, take notes. We're going to get you on the review. And, um, you know, and we, and we did that and it, and it was, um, like I said, it, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun this weekend and, um, um, I, I, I have a bunch of people that I want to thank. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, guys, I, I, I was going to say, I, I guess I got, I got definitely got spoiled having it in Edmonton, um, for Ice Wars one and two. So I got to be there live for both shows. Um, I, I really, um, I enjoyed both shows. I think the second show, um, you know, obviously there was a, you know, that, you know, you'd already done it once. So you had a few less hiccups and I know, uh, I know Lindsay was running around, uh, you know, with a few issues that were going on, but, um, as far as I could tell at the, at the, at the live event, it went smooth. Um, I know there was a few more injuries in this one. Um, you know, I know one of the refs got cut pretty bad from what I hear. Um, I know a couple of the players, you know, was, uh, you know, uh, a couple the shoulder injury and it's a broken hand for Travis. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, I know there's, and there's some, it's some walking wounded after the event, you know, guys with cuts and bruises and blood and, and, uh, but, uh, I think as a whole, um, you know, guys, you know, were trained and they went for it and didn't back down. And, uh, and, uh, I put this on Facebook and I say it in the interview as, or in the review show as well, but I'll say it again on here. If, um, because I think it bears repeating that, uh, you know, uh, to, to all the guys that took part in the, in the event, uh, win, lose or draw, um, you know, tremendous praise for, for, you know, having the balls to get out there and, you know, step on that ice or, or on the synthetic in the, what do they call it in the ice box and, uh, on pay-per-view and, and to go for it like that, I think nobody backed down. Everybody, guys got hurt mid fight, but kept battling through it. Um, you know, nobody quit. And, uh, and like I said, it, you know, 
the guts it takes to sign up and do it. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't think anybody, uh, can, can sit there and criticize these guys from the couch or from behind the keyboard. And I know a lot, I know some do, and you're always going to get those people, but, uh, in all reality, um, you, everybody that, uh, performed this weekend, this past weekend, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Um, it was, it was, uh, you guys battled, man. And, uh, like I said, if win, lose, or draw, uh, you are to be commended for your efforts, without a doubt. And uh, it takes guts to do it. And uh, the boys went down swinging, man. There was some tilts. Oof. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we, we got there Friday night and, uh, you know, ran into... It's funny, I ran into AJ immediately when we got there. Um, yeah, uh, right away got a, a media pass, which was kind of bizarre to see that I actually had a media pass. I, I think I put on Facebook, I said, all these years of fighting with media guys, and now I am one, you know, question mark, LOL, but, uh, no, I'm not media, but for this, for this, I guess for this weekend, I was, um, my brief, uh, my brief, uh, media run, but, um, yeah, we just sort of hung out, uh, you know, talked to Mayrad and Swanson and guys like that, and, uh, you know, yeah, just whatever hung out. And then, you know, Saturday came and ran into a couple guys in the, in the morning. And then the wife and I kind of bombed around uh, Edmonton in the afternoon and, you know, got back for the event. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, once again, uh, it, it was, uh, it was a spectacle. And, uh, it, but it was cool. Uh, Cade McNally showed up and he brought with him Sean Legault and, uh, Chris Waltz. Former guest of the show, Chris Waltz, he's back in town visiting with his son, and uh, the four of them came to the event, and I, I basically sat with them uh, all night, and uh, it was fun to, like I said, to, to meet Waltz in person and talk to him for, you know, and then I sat with Sean Legault, and we just basically talked, uh, you know, just talked hockey, and then he loved the event, and they all loved it, and uh, and uh, hopefully, folks, I think I've talked Legault into coming on the show, I got his number, and he you know, whatever, I, I kind of, I made the big sales pitch to get him on, so I think he'd be a great guest, and, but he was a lot of fun to talk to, nice guy, and, uh, and it was great seeing Kate again, and we, we had some laughs, and, and we just took the spectacle in, and took the, the, the people watching in, and it was, uh, yeah, man, it was something, and, uh, like I said, I think it was a great show, um, like I said, all the guys went for it, and, uh, you know, hopefully the, uh, I know a couple of guys got banged up there and were with the shoulder and check with the hand and stuff like that. And I, I hope they heal up quick and we see them at the third one. Um, you know, there was, um, there's talk that the third one might be in Orlando, Florida, or maybe in Montreal. We'll see. Um, regardless, I just hope, uh, I just hope the next event happens and, and, and the momentum can keep going. Um, you know, I hopefully the, the pay-per-view buys were there for this and, uh, you know, like I said, I hope people listening, uh, you know, bought the event. If you didn't buy the event and you're listening to this, it's $20. Go buy the replay. You won't, you won't be disappointed. Um, the fights were great. Uh, they really were. And, um, you know, I, like I would say, I wouldn't lead you astray. Um, you know, and, uh, no, I, I, I think it was, it was, it was really entertaining. And, uh, for 20 bucks, I mean, I know Jay and Alec felt the same way. And, uh, yeah, I think the event as a whole was a success. Um, if you're a fight fan, the boys were swinging. And, um, you know, it, it was a good one. And, uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, so after Saturday, after the event was done, sat in the casino bar and, um, 
you know, uh, met Swanson's girlfriend, uh, Kate, and very nice, and, uh, you know, hung out with him and Corey Allen and James Brooks, met his wife, and um, talked with AJ and JF LaFrance a little bit. Um, unfortunately, there was a language barrier, but talked to him a little bit, and Simon uh, was there, the, the cut man extraordinaire, uh, as an interpreter, so to speak, and uh, uh, yeah, just, you know, talked to a bunch of different guys and, uh, and, and enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, everybody was cool. And, uh, actually one of the, and one of the judges was, uh, was Dan Cordick. He lives in Edmonton and, uh, Chris Therrien, of course, the commentator, former flyer teammate with him. Um, unfortunately Brad Wingfeld wouldn't, wasn't able to come, so they needed a judge. So I think Therrien obviously used his connections from hockey and, and got Dan, Cordic to come and uh I know talking to him. I got to, Chris uh, introduced me to him and uh really nice guy. Uh, we had fun talking to him. Talked to him for about 10 minutes uh afterwards and uh for those curious when I talked to Dan, I asked him uh what is I had of course I had to ask, what is your toughest fight of all time? And he said uh in the minors in Fredericton, Jerry Fleming. So uh which oof, you know, Jerry Fleming's a bad dude. So I tried to talk, of course, I gave him the sales pitch again about coming on the show and he was kind of, well, I don't know, we'll see. He didn't, you know, he wasn't too gung-ho about it, but I did get his number, so uh, we'll see. Hopefully, maybe someday I could talk him into doing it, because I, I think he'd be a great guest. And, and like I said, nice guy. Like I said, he really enjoyed the event, and he was just like, man, that was crazy. You know, he, I I think part of it was sort of like, holy shit, what did I get myself into? But, uh, but yeah, him and uh, Morasti and, and, and Dean Mayrad were the judges, so. Um, you know, and it was, and it was cool to talk to, um, you know, Chris Therrien as well. I mean, uh, I talked to him the morning of and for a little while and, uh, you know, good dude. And like I said, he, he's promoted my show and retweeted my stuff and, you know, on Facebook and everything else. So I, you know, I, I told him, I really appreciate the, the fact that he would, he would do that, you know, so that was uh, that he would give me that promotion, so to speak. So, um, yeah, no, it was cool. And like I said, just bumping into people and talking. I had people come up to me and say they enjoyed the show. And of course, I'm I'm running around in my fourth line voice shirt. Yes, I decided to put on the shirt for this one. And um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, I had a few people come up to me say they listened to the show and they enjoy it. So that was really cool and um, very humbling. And uh, you know, I thank everybody that that did, that came up and uh, got a bunch of bunch more followers as I was sort of live tweeting during the event and. Facebooking and putting up different videos and pictures of the event going on. I gained a lot of followers and, um, which was cool. And, and, uh, and I, and I hope people are tuning into this review show and, uh, and going forward, um, we'll continue to listen to the podcast. Um, you know, I hope, I hope that was, um, I mean, that's always the goal of when, when you're, you know, obviously promoting, uh, not only the event, but yourself as well. I mean, um, you know, hopefully the brand, so to speak, I mean, um, yeah, I hope people going forward will listen to the show. And, um, like I said, I'll have more of the contestants, uh, you know, the, the combatants on. And, uh, I talked to a bunch of guys, Corey Allen and stuff like that. I said, I want to have you on the show and, you know, not only talk about ice wars, but your hockey background as well. And, and going forward, what you see for the event. Like I said, I, I'd love to have those guys on and, uh, you know, they can, they share their stories. So the next time ice wars is on and people are watching it, they know a little bit of the history of the guy and, and, uh, yeah, like I had Dallas Otto and James Brooks, both who looked really good at the event, had them on pre, you know, and Travis as well. And, uh, Travis check and, uh, had them all on and, um, yeah, I'm going to continue to do that. Um, 
you know, as not only as the events draw closer, you know, Ice Wars 3, whenever it may be, I don't know when it's going to be, but, you know, as that event draws closer, yeah, I'll have some of the contestants on. And, and I think as just in general, I'll have guys on talking about it and the training and what goes into it and all that. So, um, you know, anything I can do to promote the event, I'll do it. Um, cause like I said, I'm a fan of it. So, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, guys, other than that, I'm not going to, I won't talk for very long today. Cause like I said, uh, I'm not, after all the audio issues and everything that we had, I, I'm not quite sure how long Jay, Alec, and I talked. I've probably about an hour, give or take. Um, we just go down each fight and just, they give their takes on it and, and that type of thing. And, uh, again, I apologize because there's a couple times, are you there? Are you there? That kind of happens because, like I said, it was, I don't know what was going on the whole, it was just goofy tonight. So, um, but, uh, yeah, guys, other than that, if you happen to be on social media, uh, follow me at Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook and, and YouTube. Uh, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, I have over 2,500 videos. Uh, all the, it's all sort of whatever league you're looking for, OHL, NHL, WHL, LNH, whatever, type it in, boom, all the videos will come up. If you could subscribe to the channel, I would greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, and whatever platform you happen to be listening to this on, whether it be Spotify or iTunes or what have you, could you rate and review my show? I would greatly appreciate that because it helps me out in, uh, future searches with people. And, um, yeah, other than that, guys, um, I just want to throw out a few thank yous. And, uh, first of all, I mean, I, I have to thank AJ. I mean, AJ Galante, he's, he's been great. He came on the show, did a great interview with the show on the show, um, to, has always taken time out, um, to, to talk with me when I've seen him in person. I mean, despite, you know, he's the event organizer, he's getting pulled in every direction. Um, you know, he's, he's always been cool with me. And, uh, anytime I text him or whatever, he got back to me right away. And, uh, yeah, he, he's been nothing but cool with me. And like I said, he's given me access and, and, uh, with media and giving me tickets and, uh, yeah, Hey, I, I mean, I, I can't say anything, anything but positives about AJ Galante. He's been cool as shit with me and, uh, and I, and I, I love what he's doing and, and I hope he, you know, this succeeds for him and continues to grow. Cause, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm a big fan of it. So, and I appreciate what he's done for the show and, uh, and they, he promotes it, retweets my stuff and yeah. So he's been, he's been great. And, uh, Lindsay Baldwin, same thing. Um, she's the organizer in Edmonton here and, uh, I know she was the one I went to see to get the AJ's like, go talk to Lindsay and get the media pass from her. And, uh, and you know, she hooked me up and I know she's super busy. And of course she's game day, you know, basically game day event planner. And, you know, she's going crazy with, cause there's always some bullshit going on behind the scenes and something's happening. So, uh, but she took the time, you know, we, we talked, not that we had lengthy conversations, but I talked to her more so at the first event than this one, but cause I knew she was busy. I wasn't going to bother her with anything, but she got me my pass right away and was really nice about it. And, uh, yeah, very nice. Uh, thank you. And, uh, um, Chris Therian again, um, you know, for always promoting my stuff and, uh, and, you know, uh, I'd like to have him on the show at some point, you know, cause he, you know, and he even played, I know he wasn't a big fighter or anything, but you know, he played with a lot of tough guys and I'm sure he has some great stories and he actually had some great battles with Barnaby and Hodgers and, um, you know, so, um, but he, he introduced me to Dan Cordick and, uh, like I said, he promotes my show and, um, yeah, so I can't thank him enough for that. Um, also Danny Cote, um, he was selling the merch there. 
and uh, he's out from Quebec. And uh, I talked to him and uh, for a while there at, at the merch stand before the event got going. And uh, nice guy. Thank you very much for the T-shirt. I greatly appreciate it. Um, yes, I will definitely return the favor, sir. And uh, I enjoyed talking to him about the LNAH and uh, Steve Bosse and all those guys. So, um, Danny, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, and uh, I we will I will definitely uh, I'll be talking to you soon about. Uh, I'm going to get your address from you. I got to hook you up. But uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, like I said, it was cool to meet Waltz in person and Sean Legault and. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, it was cool when the event was, was, uh, going on. There was a little kind of a break. Uh, Darius Kehoe came over and, and, and found me and introduced himself, which was, uh, which was really cool. And I know, uh, we followed each other on social media for a while. And, uh, of course I'm always, Hey, you gotta come on the show, you know, and like, you know, and he, you know, I'm de- definitely, uh, he agreed. So hopefully I can, we can make that happen sooner rather than later. But, uh, I appreciate you coming over and introducing yourself. And, uh, that was cool, man. And, uh, Definitely want to have you on. And, um, yeah, other than that, um, you know, got to sit down with, uh, you know, John Morasti for a little while, talk to him. Um, Dean, like I said, Dean Mayrad and, uh, and guys like that. And, uh, got to actually talk with, uh, Corey Allen for a little while this time. I mean, at the bar there, we bullshitted after and congratulations on your engagement, sir. Um, I kept it a secret. I didn't put it on. I didn't say anything. I didn't want to. You know, <laughs> you know, he said he was carrying the ring around for like how many days there in his hockey bag and stuff. So, um, yes, they, I know they went up to BAMP there and got, uh, got engaged. So congratulations, sir. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, uh, I was going to have Corey on before the event. And unfortunately there was a passing in this family. So we weren't able to make that happen. But, uh, I said definitely, you know, going forward here, um, definitely want to have him on the show and, tell his story and uh you know but uh, good dude uh it was it was fun to like i said to meet with these guys and uh james brooks another guy him and his wife uh you know he, they were in the event obviously he was in the event but uh talked to him after i had him on the show he was a good guy meet him in person a lot of fun um you know they were you know talked to actually both of them for quite a while and um again um yeah, all, all good people. I, all, all my, like I said, all my, uh, interactions with people were positive this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I just had a lot of fun at the event. And, uh, I know I got spoiled having it in Edmonton twice in a row. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure my wife doesn't want to go to a third one though. Uh, I think she, she'll be happy if it goes down to Florida, but, uh, no, she had fun. Actually, she, when, uh, Saturday night when, uh, cause she didn't go to the event or anything, but she was in the casino playing. She actually ended up winning 900 bucks. So, that, uh, once again, I think that paid for the trip. So that was, that was pretty cool. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, so that was, that was a fun little kind of cherry on top of the whole on the, on the weekend was, uh, you know, the big win at the casino, which was really cool. So, um, no river Creek casino, great place, very nice place, very nice hotel. Uh, enjoyed the casino, you know, I'm gamblers anyway, but we really had a good time there and, uh, restaurant, oh, steak and eggs the next morning was just tremendous. And, uh, yeah, we stayed the extra day, you know, did the mall thing and all that stuff, but uh, it was fun to get away and not put on coveralls and go to work for a few days. That was nice because that's been constant this summer, but um, and the weather was great, and uh, no, just once again, Ice Wars 2 uh, in Edmonton, a lot of fun, and uh, like I said, I, you know, thank you to everybody that uh, made time to talk, and uh, like I said, everybody's really cool, shared some stories, 
promoted the I promoted the podcast and and, and I hope people uh, enjoyed following along. Like I said, I tried to. Uh, I didn't get as I didn't do the interviews like I wanted to, but um, it was just once everything starts happening, it gets so chaotic, and the fights are all going on, and the music's rocking in there. Because um, I kind of wanted to like maybe just pull Sean Legault aside and no, oh, who's your toughest fighter? You know, just do a kind of a. I wanted to do kind of quick thirty second, forty five second videos and upload it to Facebook, but it's so noisy in that event, in that arena, and um, you know, in the halls, and it's not you wouldn't have been able to hear him talk, and so that kind of threw that that plan kind of went out the window as it went on, and but I tried to put up some of the fight clips and uh, and you know just so people got a feel of what it was like live. And some pictures and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and I want, again, uh, thank you everybody who followed along and, and the comments. I got tons of, you know, direct messages and, and so that was fun. And, um, you know, thank you. And, uh, yes, the Bob Probert invitation will be happening soon. I know I keep saying it, but yes, I will get that tournament going. But, uh, anyway, folks, I'm going to shut up here. It's like, you know, 1030 at night and I got to go to work tomorrow and I still got to upload all this. So, um, Thank you, everybody, who took the time to uh, to talk, and 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 uh, I had a lot of fun. And uh, AJ, once again, AJ, thank you very much for the media pass and and uh, for you know helping my show out and promoting it. And uh, and yeah, and everybody out there, thank you very much. And uh, like I said to all the new listeners, we do this twice a week, Wednesdays and Sundays. And uh, going forward, I hope uh, you'll you'll stick. I know there's. I always say this, and it's and it's true. There's. I know there's a million podcasts out there to listen to and, uh, you know, everyone and their dog's got a show these days and the fact that you chose to listen to the fourth line voice show and this, this idiot in Saskatoon, it's, uh, I greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to, you know, like I said, I, I would try to try to bring you guys some entertaining content and some fun interviews and, uh, going forward. And, uh, like I said, 233 episodes, you know, uh, I encourage you to check out the back catalog with my interviews with Dean Mayrad, John Morasti, Brad Wingfield. Uh, Steve McIntyre, Joey Tedarenko, on and on. Uh, just like I said, the, my latest interview with Jeremy Cornish, you know, gr- great guy, great interview. It was his five toughest uh, opponents and teammates. And, uh, you know, I, he was great, told some funny stories. I encourage you to go back and check it out. Again, back catalog. Uh, I think you'll dig some stuff in there. So, uh, yeah, go go search around, check it out. But uh, if you're new if you're new here and uh, like I said, going forward, um, I got some interviews planned with guys and uh, just got a big times happen. And uh, and I hope you stick with me and I hope you stick around and listen to them. And uh, like I said, I'm always, I always want to hear from you guys, whether if you're, if you're not on social media, hockey fights at hotmail.com, drop me an email, good, bad, otherwise suggestions or uh, you know, or what have you. I just love hearing from you guys. So please drop me a line. And uh, other than that, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. And how about let's get to the review portion of the show with, uh, and I want to thank Jay and Alec on short notice coming on. I know the time difference, it was late there and, uh, they had some rough days at work and, and, and everything else, but they, they battled through it. And I apologize again for the, I mean, you could hear this when the sound, when they're recording and the sound's fine, but we were losing, like I said, we, we were losing connections and Skype was being goofy and their connections are being goofy. I don't know what was going on, but we managed to battle through it. So <laughs> bear with, but, uh, I think you guys, you'll get some laughs out of it. And then, uh, once again, to all the guys that, uh, took part in, uh, in ice wars too, uh, you guys are warriors, man. And, uh, you know, win, lose or draw, you know, you got to be proud of your efforts for sure. And, uh, hope to see you guys at ice wars three. 
And uh, here's the review. Ice Wars 2 uh, with, with my boys Jay and Alec. Uh, enjoy, and we'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. All right, here on the fourth line voice, back. The preview show was so successful. Now we got to talk about Ice Wars 2, the review show. So I figured, well, why not? I got on the horn with the, the two gentlemen that helped me out with the preview show. I have Alec out in North Carolina, who runs the Five for Fighting podcast. And I got Jay there in Iowa, UHL Legends on Facebook, too. And, uh, yeah, thanks, boys, for coming on tonight. So nice you had to do it twice. Again, if you you must be a glutton for punishment because you got us, you have us on twice within, like, the same month, eh? Yeah, like I said before, right? We're I'm digging the hole and I'm I'm throwing more and more dirt on it, and uh, yeah, we're gonna kick this show while we're down here. And Jay's into his happy panda about five drinks in, I think. How are you feeling over there? Oh, I'm I'm great. I got a five of my uh, ceramic panda with a little straw hat going on here. It was it was three before we started talking, but now it's five. I blame you two for the uh, procrastination getting to the recording. Yeah, I, yeah. There's been some shenanigans going on over here at the Fourth Line Voice offices, and uh, yeah, but but we're here now. And I will say, well, of course, this is, is like I'm echoing here, <clears throat> but for those listeners here that weren't privy to the, uh, the conversation, obviously, um, I was in Edmonton this past weekend for the Ice Wars Two show live, and. Uh, Met lots of the competitors, lots of uh, folks hanging around that associated with the event and stuff, and uh, a lot of positive feedback on our preview show. They, uh, they the folks really enjoyed it, and uh, and and no bullshit. They uh, they uh, yeah. So I figured, well, if it works so well the first time, why not? Uh, I'm going to go back to the well again. So boys were pretty popular. I got to say. Oh yeah, well, like I said, oh, don't mind, don't mind Gates barking over here. Puddles the dog, you gotta love it. Um, right when, no, I, st- I, it right when I start recording, Puddles, you start again. <laughs> you got heat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, it's cool seeing that Phil, uh, the former Danbury Trashers play-by-play announcer, and he does a play-by-play for Ice Wars. Uh, it was cool to see him chime in, say he dug it. And, you know, I had to laugh because he said, oh, yeah, listen to it. I'm delayed here at the airport. I said, well, you must be a glutton for punishment, too, because you couldn't get, you couldn't pay me to listen to us, yeah, while well, I'm already delayed at the airport. But, uh, no, it's cool that Phil actually liked it. And so I'm glad uh, I'm glad some some folks enjoyed it, at least. Yeah, like I said, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate United Airlines that the uh, 50 bucks I sent you delays Phil's flight just so we can listen to our pre-show. Yeah, it was money well spent. Oh, I think it just helped out the broadcast immensely. Gave him some notes, some talking points. But uh, I will say that uh, Mr. Joe Pace got a message or a, a mention on the Ice Wars show, thanks to the Fourth Line Voice and Alec at the uh, Five Finding Show. Thanks to us. I would say so. I think he did some very good research, and uh, <clears throat> why not? Right? But it was no, it was good, and. Um, I had a lot of fun at the event, and uh, well, I won't talk about it on while I've got you guys on, but I am actually going to record uh, before this. I, I got a bunch of shenanigans that happened that I'm going to share with the folks, and then we're going to go into this bit. So we're recording this first, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, let's we'll run down the card, and I'm going to get because obviously my 
uh, view of the show is different than your guys. I know you guys watched it on, on pay-per-view. So obviously our, uh, you know, we will have different looks at things. Um, and I have not watched the pay-per-view back yet. So, uh, I have no idea how that went, but, um, Alec, I'll start with you. Uh, just in general, what did you think? How did, spit it out. What did you think of the event? And, uh, what's your, what was your opinion of it? I thought it was fantastic. Um, like you, you you and AJ were talking about it before, how you kind of got to one up the last one. I think they far, far exceeded expectations and definitely went, went a step higher with ice wars too. Um, everything was just a little bit smoother. They got everything dialed in. They had the cruiserweight tournament, which was new. The, you know, the actual weight classes. Um, I thought the presentation was great. You had Dan Cordick there as a guest judge. Um, I mean, I, if you didn't tune in, I feel bad for you, but you you could still go in and check it out on Fight TV. But I I thought it was fucking awesome. Jay, yo, I'll, I'll echo what Alex said. It was the the production quality was head and shoulders above the first show. I I, I dug it the most. You know, you know the guys coming down. There was actual production to, to come down the steps. It was, it was nine day better than the first show. Yeah, like again, I haven't watched the pay per view, but like, so when they were coming down the steps and the, because I know it was loud as shit in there. Could you hear, like, could you hear the music and everything on the pay per view? I'm assuming you could. Did it come through? Yeah, I could hear it just fine. Like me and my buddy started laughing. I forget whose walkout song it was, but they had like the old Triple H. Uh, uh, time to play the game going on as the walkout song. I mean, my buddy just started laughing because, of course, that's instantly what we thought about. It was like WWE, so it was it was fitting. But, yeah, we could hear the audio pretty good, at least on my end. <clears throat> yeah, definitely it was – what I like about it, yeah, it, it's more of a WWE presentation. It's not, oh, well, it, it, it's a hockey fight. No, it, it's not a hockey fight. It's a prize fight on ice. So let's, you know, over the top, you know, Got their walkout song, got their entrances. It, it was it was phenomenal. Yeah, it seemed. Um, yeah, it seemed like this time there was a lot more um, paid to the, a lot more attention paid to the entrance and the sort of the whatever you want to call it, the pageantry of it. Um, I think in this one compared to the first one, um, I know in talking to AJ after the event, um, you know he was really happy with it. You know, again, there's always going to be speed bumps in every event, but. I think they got a lot of the stuff smoothed out um, from what he told me. Again, actually, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if I've watched the first one on paper. I, I've fast-forwarded. The, I've watched the fights, I think. But I didn't really watch the whole interview in-between fights kind of thing. And I was kind of just speed-forwarding or speed-fast-forwarding through the, to the fights. Um, and like I said, I haven't had a chance to watch this one. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, like, how, like, camera-wise and everything, like, Everything was shot pretty good. Like you, you didn't miss anything. Oh, absolutely! I think it was. I think it was at least on par, if not above the first show. And the MC did. He was. You know, I, I don't want to hate him on the first show. The first show, you know, they're they're getting their legs, they're feeling it out. But the MC did a, a, a fantastic job on this show, and he, you know, he, he hit his marks. He knew who was coming out. It was, it, the production was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. And I will say the one thing I did miss, though, from the first one, 
It's a minus thing, but I know that they had in the first one, but they had the GoPros on the ref cams. Because if we could have seen a GoPro shot of that that first-round nine-second KO by Smoke, that would have been awesome. But everything oh, smoke bomb. Angles and everything, it was great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought it was great. That's the, that was the one thing I did miss, though, was the old GoPro on the ref, uh, ref bucket. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was interesting. And actually, I talked to one of the refs, Kirby, there for a long time, actually, before the event. He was really fired up for it. And, uh, yeah, um, actually, I know uh, from what I heard, one of the refs got hurt pretty bad. He actually got his finger sliced down to the bone uh, by, a skate, by a skate blade. Um, I, I believe that's what I heard. And there was a few injuries in this. Uh, well, we'll get into this card, but there was a few injuries in this one. And... Um, and there was a few, uh, some knockouts, or not, not with TKOs. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, and I will say, if I can remember correctly from our preview show, I think we were pretty spot on with our analysis, or our uh, hypothesis of the uh, what the event was going to be. I think we were pretty much, uh, pretty well bang on. But the one thing I will say with this, and like we, and we had talked about it, I mean, and again, and not a disrespect to the guys, but there was a bunch of guys that were unknown guys, like boxers and stuff, and we were kind of like, wow, you know, we don't know who, how this guy's going to be, and can he skate, we're not sure, and you know, who knows. Um, I will say, and like I said, we'll get into the card here, but I was pleasantly surprised by a couple of these guys, and the one guy in particular we're going to talk about, the boxer, oh, if it went, when he really figures out the skating part, I think he's going to do some damage in one of these. Oh, yeah, 100%. You could see it was like kind of there when he was fighting, but as long as he gets that skating dialed in, it'll, it can be deadly. Well, yeah, it's... I think the, the synthetic versus real ice has a lot, you know, it's a, a lot of difference, but yeah, once he gets it figured out with, with the synth ice, yeah, he's... The, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I, I, that was funny. I don't know. I can't. I, I talked to so many people on the weekend, but I don't, can't remember who I was talking to at the time. But like we said, uh, we were talking about, um, and we, and we had talked about it on the preview show that in this day and age, there's only really so many hockey guys kind of left anymore. Because I I did see, and I've seen that argument or not argument, but that statement a bunch of times on the fight groups and stuff. It's like. Who are these guys? Why don't they get some air quote name guys and whatever? And it's like, well, what name guys do you think they should get? Like all the name guys are in their forties now or their late thirties. Like everyone's retired. Like, cause all the guys that would still fight are like these coast league guys, like a Blatchman or a Howe or whatever. Well, they're all under contract. They're not going to go in this. So outside of that, it's like, who do you think is still around that's going to fight? All it is. is well, like, yeah, cause. Why, why do you put their future at risk to fight in, you know, for 10, 15 when they have, you know, a whole season in front of them, you know, two, three, four seasons in front of them? Yeah, well, and like you said, like, well, Cade uh, McNally is a perfect example. Young kid, 21, 22, that wants to go in it, and his agent is like, no way are you getting anywhere near that. You know, like, teams just won't dig it, you know, and it's a shame. So I think a lot of these young guys that are under pro deals that, oh, yeah, in the summer they could go fight. Yeah, they could, and it would be really cool. Like, how badass would we see Travis Howe in Ice Wars? It'd be fucking awesome, right? Right. But it's, you know, or Garrett Klotz or something. But it's like, it's not going to happen with, well, they can still get a contract. And their agents will be like, no way. So it's like, so now you got to find retired guys that are still in good enough shape or willing to get into shape to do it. 
and you know, and it's just it's good, and their pool is very limited. So now you've had to open it up to boxers and to some MMA guys. So I think going forward, it's going to be an interesting mix because I think in the preview show, it might I was saying like I was really skeptical skeptical with the boxers because it's like yeah, okay, yeah, they can punch and take a punch, but. They've never, like, they've never been pulled in a fight, like, yanked and grabbed. And so I don't know how that's going to go. And I, the, the boxers that were in it showed themselves pretty well. And I, but I will say it all came down and it will continually come down to balance and cardio are the two things that will, you totally need to be successful at Ice Wars. And I heard that from a number of people this weekend. Cardio and balance are the two things. Because they said everyone can punch and everyone can take a punch. You need cardio and balance because that is the difference. Oh, well, I think that's where the guys get gas. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead, Jay. Nope, Alec, it's it's all you. Oh, what a swell guy you are. Um, no, I was saying that you could tell when a guy starts getting gas after like forty-five seconds, and you could tell who's really put in the work for cardio. Um, because it's it's so different than just a regular hockey fight. And I know that's what people go to, but these guys are trying to score points on each other. So it's not like I, I'm going to sit back and then just kind of try to throw, throw a bomb. Yeah, I think it, it, what it's come down to in a lot of these, uh, the, the decisions, is it comes to like volume and quality of punches. So you can land, you know, a few quality punches, but if the other guy is throwing more volume and still getting, getting less quality punches, but still throwing more than you are, I, I think that's going to end up scoring for something. So you can tell when these guys get gassed um, after 45 seconds, because maybe they're not used to just throwing straight bombs for 45 seconds in a row. It's just, you know, they're trying to, you know, wait it out a little bit, but you can't do that. So you can just tell, um, you know, who's kind of done their, done the work for it. So I, I definitely agree. And also balance is a huge thing. I know Swanson has said that that's his Achilles heel, but um, you, you look pretty solid so far. Unfortunately, you know, as we'll get into with the Amesbury fight, he didn't end up winning it, but um, no, I, I completely agree, man. Well, yeah, like Alex said, you know, cardio is a huge issue, but, you know, balance, on the other hand, you get a guy who's fought on ice for, you know, his entire career, but you get the synthetic ice on there, and it's it's night and day different. So, balance is, I don't want to go back to the first one, but look at a guy like Justin Sawyer, who is, you know, a monster on regular ice. But on the synthetic ice, his first fight, he falls like five, six times. So balance is just as important as that cardio, because if you can't plant your blade in there, you're going down. Yeah, well, and that was the thing. And I was going to say, if if they eventually, I know the plan is to move it. To, and that's the other thing. I see all these people whining about it. It's all synthetic. And blah, blah, blah. Well, that's just the way it's going to be. Like somehow that's just taking away from your enjoyment of the event. That it's not on ice. Does it really like they're still punching each other? Does it really matter? Like once they engage and they start throwing punches, does it matter if they're on ice or synthetic? Like really, does it bother you that much? I don't understand it. But anyway, so they're all bitching that it's on synthetic. Okay, fine. But I would think if you're, and this is just you know, I've, I asked guys, and I was I, maybe this is an ignorant statement, but I would think if your skating is not strong, I would think you'd want it to stay on synthetic and not go on ice. Because I think with synthetic, you could dig in a lot better if you're a a poor skater. And I think, going back to the boxer thing, some of the boxers showed well, but it was like, would they have done as well if it was on ice? I don't... Well, yeah, because on on actual ice, 
you can't plant that edge quite as much. You don't have that dig. So you can't, you know, get that base just to throw those punches. Yeah. So that's the thing. And it's like, so I don't know. I, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it won't matter. I mean, maybe they can skate fine and whatever. But I don't know. Just from, like, again, my, ignorant, my ignorance on it, I don't know. But I'm just guessing that I would think the synthetic would help the weaker skaters. So I don't know. Once they go to ice, which, of course, when I had AJ on, he said he, that's, it's not like they're purposely, oh, no, it's synthetic because that's our gimmick and we're never changing. It's nothing like that. They will do ice. It's just they need to find an air, like, it's all about seating and cameras and everything else, right? So, it, you know, the synthetic has to work for now just because of the venue size. But I know it, it is planned to go to ice at some point. So it'll be interesting when they do well, what happens. It's- it's it's legitimate new sport. Yeah. It's a new combat sport. So what are they going to find? Like a nineteen thousand seat arena with actual ice, or a casino where you could put you know a thousand people in there, sell it out with with synthetic ice. Yeah, well, and that was the thing, and it was like and talking to a few of the guys. They're like, oh, well, I mean, you have like like say in Moose Jaw, like they have a junior arena there that it's like twenty five hundred or an eighteen hundred junior rink and it's like well yeah i get what you're saying but those are all in small towns so how do the guys get there like okay you fly into saskatoon now they got to rent cars and they got to rent this and drive and it's a small town it's like how many hotels do you think they have like it's like it's you know instead of flying into a major center with a massive you know infrastructure it's like you know you can't go to small town saskatchewan in the you know oh we're gonna have it in december in melville well, yeah, okay, so they can drive in minus 40 on some desolate highway, you know, just so we can have it on ice, you know, in front of a thousand people. You know, it's not going to Well, work. I forget who it was, but he was he was from Moose Factory. Yes. Is Moose Factory really going to bring out more than, like, 800 people for an event? Well, it's, 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 I mean, I mean, sure, probably, actually, probably attendance-wise it would do fine. The problem is, is getting everyone there. Not only do you have to get the players there, you got to get the production crew there and everyone else. So it's like everyone's going to have to rent cars and drive two, three hours to get this small town so you can be in some small town rink. And then you got to hook it up for lights and pay-per-view and fight TV and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's got to be in a major center, you know. So it's like, yeah, and I don't think there's many places that have a thousand seat rinks that can hold, you know, so... I mean, maybe there, I'm sure there is somewhere, I guess, but it's like, you know, but I think in the meantime, that's why it is on synthetic and in the casino. Once again, for those that have been complaining about it, funny enough, it seems to be the same people doing all the complaining too, but you know, (laughs) well, yeah, but it's like, how many times do you need to be told? Like, go listen to my show with AJ. He explains why right on the show, you know, but anyway. And I, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it all the same. I'm not sitting here being like, well, you know, this would really be a lot better if it was on real ice, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, it, I, like, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's taken away from any of the fights. Like, I don't know. No. I, I think it's actually probably made the fights better, in my opinion, you know? Well, absolutely. Like, the first fight of the night for Ice Wars 2, Bo Cornell comes out there. I apologize. I don't know the guy who he fought. Um, uh, but Zavitz. they went... That was, yeah. Balls to the wall, both guys going, full, you know, full tilt, full send, right from the get-go. 
oh, I'm not going to watch it because it's on synthetic ice. <laughs> right, exactly. It makes no sense. Yeah, you know, so, but I don't know. Like I said, right? It's like it's like anything. There's, you know, it, you can't make everyone happy. So I mean, you know, people are gonna bitch. Some people are just gonna bitch to bitch, and you know, I mean, I gotta, it, it hasn't it hasn't uh, affected my you know uh, joy of it at all. So um, well, no, because it's it's within driving distance of you. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. It's gonna be really funny when the next one and. Uh, you know, there's well. I mean, it's been put out there, whatever. So it's not like I'm breaking some big new, and it, and it hasn't been. So don't everyone go running, anybody listening, and go post it all over your social media. The fourth line voice guy said, but I've heard rumors. The two rumors I've heard is Orlando, Florida, or Montreal for the next one. That's what I've heard. Regardless, either way, I am not going to be at either of them, so wherever it is. So I am certainly not flying there. I mean, I hope it's in Florida for you guys, so you'd be able to. You guys could take it in live, and uh, fuck that, if, it's, if it's in if it's in Montreal, just just if you're looking for me and Jay, just search for the two fat guys scarfing down poutine in the back of the <laughs> Oh yeah, it'd be some guy with gravy all over his face and his little moose cup <laughs> yeah. yelling, "Swanee, Swanee!" Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can see it now. Yeah, yeah you, you think yeah, you think they're mopping up blood off the synthetic ice, but they're just mopping up the gravy. Me and fucking Jay got all over the damn place. <laughs> yeah, like the the, the, the footlong goatee with the uh, uh, Swanson hat on, just cheese curds dripping all his shirt. That's me. Yeah, with a with yeah. crown royal in one hand and poutine in the other. Yeah, I can see yeah, it now. It. Yeah. You know those guys? No, never, never talked to them ever. Never, no. <laughs> no. Those are not the guys no, on the preview show. Yeah, I do hope that the next one is in Orlando, though. Because if it is, I'll definitely be be attending that one for sure. We're about we're 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 almost out of the woods with this fucking closing in on a house, so um, we get a lot more time for shit after that. Yeah, I mean that was the thing with this. I've been I was completely spoiled having the first two here and being able to go to them and. Uh, you know, that was cool. I, I was, I was actually really happy the second time here. I actually, um, cause after the first one, I kind of kicked myself for not talking, introducing myself to a few people and whatever. And, um, so I got a second chance at it and, uh, and I, you know, I certainly took advantage of it this time and talked to a lot of people and, uh, you know, networked, so to speak. And, uh, you know, and I was, and I was, like I said, I was really happy to get the, I've got nothing but positive feedback. Um, not only about the show, but like the big thing with the preview and, and just, you know, the way, you know, and it was with all of us that have pumped up the ice wars and, uh, you know, and I, and I mean, AJ said it a number of times and, uh, Lindsay said it a couple of times, you know, a lot of the people in Balt Charlie said it, Nama there and that, you know, they appreciated everything that like, not only that I was doing, but that Alec did. And I know Jay, I mean, all of us have pumped it up on numerous occasions. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was cool to hear that, you know, it's always, you know, not that we're doing it for recognition or anything like that, but you know, that, that they recognized what we were doing and attempting to do. And, uh, you know, so that was pretty cool. It was, uh, so it was fun to be a part of that. So, and everyone listening, I want to, I want to say that, you know, there may be other shows or other people out there who say, you know, they'll pump tires on this, on the ice wars just for clout. Darren, fourth line voice out there, he does it because he believes in the event. He doesn't want to put his name out there. He does it because he, you know, 
this is something he believes in, not something he can get something out of, but something he can promote because he actually believes in. Well, you you read that just like I wrote it, and I appreciate that. But uh, check is in the mail with the Jelly of the Month Club membership. Absolutely, no, but it's true, and I I mean I I I yeah I do it because I am a fan of the event and. I want to see it do well, and I want to see the guys go on and make some money out of it. And like I said, I was I was I remember in Prince George in '05, and you know when they were doing it, and just thought it was great then. And the fact that it's brought back in 2022 is mind blowing to me. But um, and then to be able to take part in it and be be there and you know do my little part over on the side, you know if I can help out at all, and that's. That's pretty cool. So, and like I said, I know if it goes down to Florida, you know, I know Alec on his show will be all over it and, uh, you know, and we'll be doing exactly what I did in Edmonton, you know, seeing everybody and, you know, and all that. So, and I think I, and you have people that are doing it for the right reasons and, uh, and I will put it this way. It was recognized as such. So, which was cool. And that was, and that's the whole point. So I think anyway, so but how about we get into this? Uh, we'll break down the card here, and uh, I want to get your feelings, what you guys thought of the event, and because, uh, like I said, I know you're both watching and drinking with the we're drinking with the boys, and uh, yeah, and I know we were. I was texting you guys while the event was going on, and we were, you know, going back and forth. But uh, yeah, like I know, uh, you know, Jay sort of mentioned it already, but yeah, Bo Cornell and uh, oh what. Zabitz, uh, sorry, Zabitz, sir. yes. I'm trying to, uh, nothing personal. What is your first name? I think it's Tyler. Kyle, Kyle Zabitz. My, Kyle. my, Kyle my apologies, Kyle. sir. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I got all my notes here and everything, but I just wrote last names. Um, yes, uh, Kyle Zabitz, uh, which was a stoppage after the first round, but uh, man, Bo Cornell came back with a vengeance in the in part two. Well, I know that he he has the sponsorships. You know, he got uh, has some boxing training going up to it. But the difference between Ice Wars one and Ice Wars two for for Bo Cornell was it was night and day. Yeah, like he came out with a fucking fire. And I apologize for Mister Va- Mister Zavitz, but it was it was two weight class difference. Oh yeah. Bo, like you said, it was night and day between the two differences of Bo Cornell we saw, um, you know, in the first Ice Wars and the second one. And, man, Bo came out swinging. I literally just replayed that fight. I uh, told you guys I had, I've had i got on mute on in the background here to kind of refresh my memory on everything. And, um, yeah, it was Bo Cornell came out mean, and he was awesome. He was. And I think what, what caught me with watching him fight this, this time is he – because, I mean, he's in the Cruiserweight tournament, but the dude's 6'3 with really long arms, and he used those really long arms this time. And he and and uh, Kyle Zabitz, uh, he just locked him out, really, and used his length, and uh, he was hitting to hurt, and uh, and, and uh, Zabitz took it. He didn't quit, He you know, and he took the shots, and he was firing back. It wasn't like, oh, it was a complete, he didn't land anything. Like, he landed shots, too. It was a hell of a... Good tilt, and uh, but his eye got swollen shut. And uh, but like I said, he didn't quit. Um, the referee and the commission stopped it after the fight. It wasn't like he threw in the towel or anything. Um, it got thrown in for him by the commissioner. Um, you know, just because his eye was shut. And I saw him afterwards, and uh, you know, uh, 
but he didn't quit and he took it and gave it. He took it, gave it, and uh, but yeah, that was a. I can tell you the folks were into it that first fight off with a bang, and they came out swinging. And uh, well, I'll, obviously I'll talk about this in the intro, but but later on. But um, I was sitting with Sean Legault and Chris Waltz, two tough dudes in their own right for sure, and. Uh, Lego hadn't seen the first one, and he looked at me and said, "Holy, sh- this is legit shit." And he and I can tell you, with the whole event, Sean Lego was pumped with the whole event. He thought it was great, but he he looked at me about halfway through it and he said, "If anybody thinks these guys are fucking faking this shit, no way, man." He goes, "These guys are dropping bombs," and uh, and he was loving it, and he was pumped with that Cornell fight to start right off the hop. Both him and Waltz were like, "Holy shit, these guys are doing it, man." And, uh, yeah, so they were pumped with it, and, like, the crowd was hot right off the start with this one. And, uh, and it was good, and it was good. I was happy for, for Bo to come out, because I know he was, you know, took a tough loss there in the first, uh, first event, but, uh, yeah, he came, he came back strong. He looked really good. Well, yeah, you look at the first fight in the first, you know, the first Ice Wars, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know it was Justin Smoke. And it was, you know, smoke come out swinging, but it was kind of, eh, it was back and forth. Mr. Smoke did a great job, but from right from the get go with the second one, Bo, who had a, you know, he had a decent showing in the first one against Travis Check, but right from the get go, you could tell the difference. You know, Bo was working it from the time between the first one and the second one, and yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Yeah. No, he looked really good. Um, well, and I, I was going to say, too, real quick, it, like, if you ever watch these fights, you were saying how Sean Legault was, um, you know, was pumping the tires on it, saying, like, you know, these guys are throwing, and you can tell. I don't know if there's a single jersey, or excuse me, single jersey, single gate, or, yeah, but, fuck, easy for me to say, a single fight where somebody's jersey isn't, isn't bloodied. By the end of it, it, it seems like every every single fight somebody's leaking by the end of it. Yeah, there. I, like I said, I didn't. You know, I I'm I'm just going by. Uh, maybe I was paying more attention this time. I'm not sure, but there seemed to be a lot heavier shots landed in this one than there was in the first one. Maybe not. Maybe I mean there were still good fights in the first one too. I'm not trying to knock the first event at all. And I mean, and Tippin and them did land some big punches. It wasn't like they were throwing; they weren't playing patty cake either. But it just seemed, and it was like, like you said on the on the preview show, I believe it was Jay that mentioned it was a classic quote from like from Fight Club, right? Little guys will fight until they're burger, and it was true in this. Like these guys, nobody quit. Everybody just took it in this event, and there wasn't any. There was no no moss going on with any of these guys. Well, no, you look at Zavitz. You know, he did a great job in that first round, but at the end of that round, his face looked like a thousand miles of bad road. Yep. But he still wanted to go, right? And it was just, they just wouldn't let him. Oh, yeah. But it was like, yeah, so it was, and there was a lot of guys like that. And it was like, yeah, they were, the boys came out, they weren't fooling. That's for sure. Um, well, and speaking of no fooling, oof. Second fight of the night, just the smoke. Who uh, wanted to enter the cruiserweight tournament and lost thirty eight pounds for it in like six weeks? And we said in the preview show that we didn't know if that would hurt his power or not. 
It certainly did not. And, um, <laughs> yeah, he fought, uh, Taylor McNeil and, uh, you know, and unfortunately for Taylor, uh, yeah, the fight was ended in about nine seconds and Justin Smoke landed that big left and, uh, a TKO finish. And what, uh, Alec, what do you think old, uh, sm- the smoke bomb? Oh, me and my buddy were just going ape shit for one. I told him, and I pretty much gave him the spiel that, you know, you just said. I was like, yeah, this dude lost a fuck ton of weight, and I don't know how it's going to affect his power, but he looked really good in the first one. Um, so we'll see what happens. And so far, he has set the record for the fastest TKO in Ice Wars history. So we'll see if that'll ever be beat. Nine seconds is pretty quick for a hockey fight. Um, and it's funny, I'm, I, I got that replaying right now on the screen. As we go through it, and I forgot that he did the uh, the old Aaron Asham sleeping <laughs> uh, gesture after the fight. Uh, so that's a little, little flare on it from Smoke. But no, that was that was a hell of a left hand he landed. I mean, two, two hitter quitter. It was sweet. Yeah. yeah, I will say, you know, Mr. McNeil, he's got he's got bigger stones than I have because he went out there, he put it on the line, but yeah, that was a smoke bomb. Nine seconds in, yeah. yeah, that that was amazing. Well, and of course the old homage there to a fellow Manitoban, uh, Aaron Asham, who I know uh, Justice Smoke is a big fan of, which is why he did it. Um, so yeah, that uh, yeah, that was that was a, and like I said for McNeil, and I said for all these guys, and I put it up on on Facebook, and uh, and I and I meant it when I said obviously when I wrote it, but it was. Um, yeah, for all these guys, I know for some, obviously there's got to be a winner and a loser. And, uh, you know, for anybody to step foot in that arena to do that takes massive balls. And these guys have nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed by. Um, the fact you went out and did it, um, no one can say anything to you because, you know, the rest of us are all sitting safely on our couches and behind our keyboards. So, I mean, for any, I, I would hope. I, and I'm sure there probably is, of course, but I would hope people don't degrade these guys or knock them or chirp them or whatever. Because if you got so much to say, you do it at Ice Horse Three. Step into the ring in Orlando if you got so much to say about it. You know, so win, lose, or draw. The fact that you would sign up to do this and do it, and the training that these guys put in to do it, yeah, that's huge guts, man. And they should not. Be oh yeah, if, if if anybody has anything negative to say about Mr. McNeil. Take a one shot and just a smoke, and see how you're feeling the next day. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hundred percent. Just the the balls to drop the gloves and do the one. Hypothetically, drop the gloves and, and throw down in the octagon. It's it's a feat in its own. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, the next fight was man. I'll tell you, um, was Travis Check versus. Uh, uh, humor, uh, Malcolm humored. And, uh, they actually went to three rounds. Um, and man, this was a war. I mean, that, uh, the humor kid there, uh, he showed me something, man. He looked awesome. And the two of them, they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Malcolm Hubert out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I, I, I my dad here, my couple buddies, and I said, oh, you know, Schmidt's going to run through this thing. And then Schumer out of nowhere, it was it was a coin flip in the third round. Yeah. 
it was you know we had uh, there were there was four of us here, and we had three three against one that was humor, and it was way to go for Mister Humor. That was that was a that was a monster round, but Justin Schmidt is an absolute beast. Oh yeah, I mean I didn't again. I, I'm glad I'm tracking along so I could refresh my memory. Um, man, they came out swinging like out of the gate, just zero defense. And I, I, I got to say, I'm impressed with Travis Check as well. He's almost like a, uh, it's like a pit bull, man. He's not the biggest guy, but he just goes in there full bore, swinging for the fences. And yeah, that was a good one. That was definitely a perfect fight for an icebreaker round for uh, round three there. Yeah, and I felt and I felt so bad for him because unfortunately for Travis, he won the fight, but he broke his hand. And, um, yeah. you know, and I felt bad for him because I know he did a lot of training for it. And, uh, and to go through a battle like that and then to not be able to advance because of your hand and because of an injury was a real tough blow. But um, I will say I definitely hope to see Malcolm Humor come back. And I hope they invite him. And I'm sure they will invite him back after that showing because I, w- I would think, I like, again, I have not watched the fight again on pay-per-view, but from sitting there... Yeah, we everyone in our section was sort of torn on who won that, and uh, and I think if you had given it to Humor, I don't think I don't think anybody would have like complained about it. Like I don't think it was some you know that fight could have went either way, and that I wouldn't have wanted to be a judge. I can tell you that I wouldn't have wanted to make that call because man, they were swinging, but they both put on a hell of a show. That was uh, yeah, that was an awesome fight, and I felt so bad for Travis after breaking his hand. But yeah, that sucks, man. Because he we, he was one of the ones we also picked to go to go deep in the tournament. And I really yeah. think he would have if he didn't break his hand. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how that all went. That shook out if they didn't have the buy and bowl getting the buy and all that stuff. So, oh, and if anybody wondering, according to the commission, because everybody was like, well, if he broke his hand, let Humor go on. Then if you lose the fight, you can't go back into the tournament. That was why they wouldn't let him do it. So. The commission wouldn't let him do it. It wasn't that anybody else was saying no, or he didn't want to, or anything. It was like no, the commission wouldn't allow it. So that's why that happened. So, yeah, that that rematch between Check and uh, Cordell would have been that would have barn burner. It would have because that yeah because like you said we're exactly right that would have been you know a revenge fight too so that would have been interesting. But of course, then the next one is another in the in the in the. Uh, cruiserweight tournament, which of course was the eventual winner, Justin Schmidt, his his debut fighting uh, uh, Bitterman and um, yes, bad news, Jody Bitterman. Yes, and uh, I really should have wrote their first names. I wrote everybody's last name, but I didn't write their first names. So I, <laughs> pardon me, uh, but um, you know, at the end, it went to a decision. But I will say, Jody Bitterman, he took everything. Schmidt threw and did not go down. He took it, um, you know, threw a few back, but it just experience and Schmidt, of course, led all of professional hockey this past season in fights. And you could tell by watching him in this tournament that he was calm, cool, and collected and never had that kind of freak out moment. Everything he did was calculated. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Bitterman got sort of taken apart by by uh, Schmidt in this fight, but I will say this guy was tougher than shoe leather, and he did not go down, and he did not quit. I will give him full props for that. 
Well, absolutely, Mr. Bitterman did a fantastic job, but as they say, old age and treachery beats youth and exuberance every time. Yep. Yeah. Um, man, Schmidt lived up to the hype that we were giving him on the uh, the preview show. And like you said, he was calm, cool, and collected the entire event. As I'm watching here, he, like the focus, he just dialed in. Like he's, it was almost scary. <laughs> like you said, Bitterman, he hung in there, man. And you can tell who kind of led all of pro hockey in fights last season. And But Bitterman didn't go down, really. And Schmidt was giving him every, <laughs> giving him all he's got. And it was, uh, you know, hung in there for two rounds, but. Schmidt just you could, you could tell he's he's done this a, a couple times in his past. Yeah, absolutely. It was a real tough draw for Bitterman, and and you know, and I felt bad for him. But like I said, he did like full credit because the guy he he stood and took it and threw a few back. And I mean, he said right, didn't quit. So props, sir. But uh, yeah, it was that was you know, and like I said, it was just it's just tough when you're fighting a guy that's you know fresh and done it all year. I mean, you know, you're obviously right behind the eight ball to begin with, and. But he didn't back down, and it was uh, just a tough draw. But uh, and then the next fight was uh, Corey Allen versus James Donnie Brooks, who of course I had on my show previous, and uh, got to hang out with him and his wife afterwards. Actually, both these guys I did, and they were good guys, fun to talk to. And um, I will say the problem with this fight: this is when the helmet issue really reared its ugly head. And I don't know how many stoppages and how many helmets Corey Allen went through. Um, but I will say this whole... The fight itself, when they actually fought, wasn't bad. Um, they were throwing. It wasn't, you know, for lack of trying. But the helmet thing... This fight, I will say, really took the air out of the room. This sort of killed it for a while. With the stoppages. Yeah, well, and that's, that's one of the critiques, you know, you, you gotta make with the event, I think. Um... But the problem is, it's like I, you could sit there and say, "Oh, well, they got to do something about it." Well, what can you do about it? You know, you're in a fight; these guys are trying to go hold on for anything, and you know, swing for the fences, and you're hitting helmets because it's part of the. You can't go out there no buckets. Uh, you know, it all depends on what the commission agrees to uh, from wherever it is. But I almost wonder if, like, in the future, they should do. I don't like have every player has to have at least three helmets at the event, and in the case one breaks, you know swap it real quick and then have your corner work on the broken one in case that other one um, breaks too. So it, it is one thing I, I think that they should look at in the future of the event. Well, this is the fight that kind of made me look towards, you know, maybe you look at, you know, amateur boxing where they got the soft helmets. Maybe, you know, maybe that's what you go to for the next event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I know. When I was sitting there with Chris Waltz, he was saying, why don't they have leather straps? Like the old leather ear straps and stuff. And then I know Curtis Swanson was saying he actually went to like a, a belt store, basically a leather maker store, and got them to make a chin strap for him. He said it cost him like 60 bucks, but it's all like tied in and everything else. And if you notice, Swanson's helmet never came off. Ever. But either fight, he's had them done. So it's like, he's going to show AJ that, and it's like... Yeah, it might cost you a few bucks, but he goes, he thinks that would really save the whole helmet issue. And it was weird, because I don't really remember the helmets being, I mean, they came off and they had to use tape a few times in the first one, but it seemed to be a much more of an issue in this second uh, show than it was the first one, the helmet thing. 
But, I mean, maybe I'm up my ass and I just wasn't paying attention, but it seemed like it was. No, no, no. I think you're right, Darren. You look at the first show, you get the only helmet issue that I remember is the finals fight when Ames Burrio went for the crown. And, you know, there wasn't a whole lot to do with that. But this, you know, you know, this pay-per-view, it seems like there was at least two or three fights that were, you know, drug way out just because of that helmet strap issue. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, they definitely, that that would be my biggest takeaway from the show is what, in terms of the, uh, the on-ice product, that's the number one issue for me. Is you gotta figure out, like Alex said, there's not much you can do with the helmet. They're gonna be punching the helmets. They're gonna, that's just the way it's gonna go and they're gonna come off. But I like Swanee's idea with his chin strap and the whole leather thing idea. I think they definitely are gonna have to look into that. I mean, it's not, it's never gonna be perfect, but I think that would solve a lot of the issues. Because clearly just out of the box helmets aren't gonna do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, but to go back to the actual fight itself, like I said, it was it was a strong fight. Um, Corey Allen looked a, a lot better in this one than is in obviously Nice Wars one. Uh, we had talked earlier that he was doing a lot of work with Aaron Downey, uh, and he trained really hard, and uh, and it showed, and he he really showed well. Uh, Brooks for his first for his first appearance in Ice Wars, um, you know, trained hard. Um, I know from talking to him afterwards. He was, he goes, I can't understand it. He goes, or I don't understand it. He goes, I don't understand why I was gassed. But he was gassed out almost 40 seconds in, he said. He was just holding on for dear life, like, or just trying to suck wind and trying to do the best he could. He goes, it was so bizarre, though, because he goes, the week before I left Chicago to come here, he goes, I was doing nine one-minute rounds in training a a day. And I was fine. My cardio was unbelievable. He goes, I get here, and I don't know what happened. I got so, he goes, I don't know if it was nerves or just being on the ice with lights all around. Like, because he played pro hockey and fought before. He's been in hundreds of fights. He goes, so I don't know what my problem was. But for some reason, about 40 seconds in, he goes, I was just sucking wind. And he goes, I don't know what it is. He goes, is it the altitude? I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know. But... I know he was really disappointed with his cardio and he, cause he thought he was ready and he really trained for it. And he said, so he was really disappointed in that. Yeah, but, no, that's, I wonder if altitude actually affects it. I mean, it depends on where he's training at, of course. Uh, well, he's in Chicago and now you're up in the mountains in Alberta. So yeah, could have, I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it's, it's still a big change. Maybe, I don't know, maybe do like a, was it those altitude mass training or whatever you can do. Um, but I mean, overall with the fight, man, it wasn't, it really wasn't a bad fight aside from the helmets coming off. Um, you know, like we said, what, what can they do about it? I don't know. Maybe they'll fix it in the future or something like that. But, uh, Corey Allen, definitely a better showing this time around as opposed to his, uh, first appearance in the ice wars. Nope. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, he did well. And it'll be interesting to see going for going forward um his progression in it so yeah it um well now the next fight we have this was the interesting one because this was the first one it was dustin thompson versus Derek freeman and dustin thompson was a boxer 
And this is what we had talked about earlier with the whole, how are these boxers going to adapt to the skates and all that stuff. This was a hell of a fight, this fight. Yeah, um, it was it was one side uh, of the, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember who was who in the fight, of who was wearing the black jersey and who was wearing the white one. Um, but it was like one was dominant in the first round, and then the second round it was like the tides were turning. It was like, holy shit, all it took was like, that one, all you need is one shot. That's what we've talked about before. All you need in a fight is one shot, and it turned the whole fight around. And I, I believe this one went to round three, did it not? I'm, I'm yep. only through like the first round here. Yeah. But yes, this one went to an icebreaker round, and it was, like I said, it was two completely different ball games from round one and two. It was night and day um, of who, which guy was winning. So that's all you need. That's all you need, and then it'll take it into overtime. All right, here we go. We're back again. So, Jay, what did you think of the uh, Dustin Thompson-Derek uh, Freeman fight? That was about that. I had, I had no anticipation going in, but, man, that was a hell of a fight. Rounds one and two, back and forth. But, man, I I got to say that you know, I thought Freeman had the edge in the first two, but going to the third rounds, man, it was, it was anybody's ball game. Yeah, and this was interesting when it became, yeah, because it was like, oh, okay, how are these boxer guys going to do? And, uh, you know, and, and Dustin Thompson really, um, really showed that obviously it's going to be interesting going forward when you, when you add the boxers into the mix with the hockey players, um, that yeah, they could bang, man. And this was a war. These two went at it. It was a hell of a fight. It was a good one. And like I said, it went three rounds. Dustin Thompson picks up the win, but, um, yeah, it was a gooder. But, uh, well, the next one was the super heavyweight clash between uh, Brendan Boschman and James Redman. And uh, these were two large humans. And unfortunately for Mr. Redman, um, his skate broke. It's like the whole uh, back in 05 when Mark Rader broke his skate, unfortunately. Um, and I felt bad. You come all that way and, you know, like 30 seconds in, your equipment breaks. But... Uh, this was two large dudes. And I'll tell you that Boschman was fired up for it. He actually looked, uh, he was gung-ho and ready to roll. And uh, he, he kind of jumped into control really quick. And uh, But like I said, that's those are two large humans clashing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like Battle of the Titans here. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate what happened with the skate blade and everything like that. It's funny. I completely forgot that even happened to Mark Rader back in the day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, I mean, solid fight. I didn't know much about these dudes, so I didn't know what to expect. But, I mean, I'll say overall it was definitely a good, a good fight. Yeah, that was that was two slabs of beef going at it. And like Alex said, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations going in. But, man, that was that was a hell of a bout. Yeah, they, were, they clashed, and, uh, and unfortunately for uh, Redmond, he kind of got busted up there. I think when they hit the, when they hit the turf, too, and I think he kind of smacked his face pretty good and yeah, and unfortunately, the helmet or the skate broke, and yeah. But uh, Brendan Boschman, yes, going forward, we'll see what what happens there. Uh, but I know he was, you know, we'll see how he. Hopefully, he'll be an Ice Wars three, and we'll see how he goes. But uh, well, in the next fight, I'll tell you, uh, you know, it was the uh, second round in in the uh, cruiserweight tournament was Justice Smoke meeting uh, Justin Schmidt, and uh, once again, Schmidt calm, cool. Um, Look good, switched hands and whatever, but Justice Smoke was hanging with them the whole way, and uh, this was a great fight. Yeah, I will give mad props to Smoke for hanging in there, man. Um, 
And they were just, again, as I'm watching, it's like, you know, almost like the Ray and Vial fight, man. There is no defense. They're just throwing straight right hands at each other, and, you know, they're getting after it. And you could tell, I think this is where Smith's experience came into play. You could tell he knew when to kind of switch hands. And that's what I was telling my buddy. It's, you can kind of tell the experience when, when you got a guy, of course, and it's fresh in Justin Smith's memory um, with his, you know, 24 fights this past season. But you could tell he, he almost knew when to be a little bit more technical, like switching hands or doing a certain grab on Smokey. That's, that's kind of where I think the experience kicks in. But like you said, Smoke hung right in there, and he performed very well with Justin Smith. Yep. Jay, what do you figure? Did you hit mute again? All right, we're back. We're having some technical difficulties and some phone problems and uh, people plugging things in and unplugged and power going. But I got Alec, his take on it. Jay, what did you figure of the Smoke and uh, Justin Schmidt boat. That you know that fight was worth twenty bucks right there. Yep. It was it was Justin Justin Smoke did f- phenomenal. He might have done the best against Mr. Uh, Mr. Spitch for the whole you know, the whole event. But man, you know Bull Schmidt pulled it out of the end. Yep. No, he looked strong, and um, yeah, that was a hell of a fight. And uh, I told Justice afterwards, man, you put on a hell of a show. And for him to lose all that weight in the six weeks, and I mean, that's commendable on its own, 38 pounds, and didn't lose a hint of power like we had talked about maybe he would have. No, he did not. And uh, the Haymaker crew was out in full force, and I believe he told me he was going to Vegas. I think he's in Vegas right now. So uh, he had a good time, and I know it wasn't the result he was looking for, but... uh, I had fun talking to him at the event, and good dude, and uh, yeah, he had a, he had nothing to be ashamed of in that showing for sure. That was a great tilt. But uh, well, the next bout, uh, JF LaFrance versus Jordan Roach, and uh, this was definitely a wild card uh, battle. And um, I I said I I will be the first to uh, eat crow as I did not think. And it's no slight to Jordan, but I did not think he would, uh, like, I thought LaFrance would, uh, not hand, like, I thought LaFrance would do, you know, I didn't know how Roach, well, we'll put it this way, I didn't know what Jordan Roach was going to show up, but, uh, he surprised me, man, and he, he did, uh, he did better than I thought he was going to. I don't mean it as a slight to him, but it was just, like, LaFrance had already been in it, the, the Ice Wars won with Curtis, and you know, plays in Laval and he's, you know, a full-time player and still active and Roach last time he played hockey was in, you know, 05 in Laval. So, I mean, a long layoff and, uh, but he came in and went, he went for it. Alec? Well, yeah. Or Jay? Go ahead. No, you know, it's been 17 years since Roach played hockey and going against little France who has, you know, he was a veteran of the first one. Still playing. I would have thrown the entire house against Roach going down to the first thirty seconds. But man, he he showed up. It was a hell of a show. But Lafrance pulled out in the end. No, absolutely, and man, um, took the words right out of my mouth. Both of you, uh, you know, you don't. You didn't know what Roach you were going to see because, like you said, he hasn't played since '05 in Laval. So everything being fresh with LaFrance playing in, funny enough, Laval, 
Um, and then he's, I know he's mostly known for the, I'll get the acronym wrong, what is it, LHSQAAA or whatever it is. Um, I know he's mostly known for that league, but, you know, Roach came out swinging and LaFrance did too, but it's almost like muscle memory just kicked in for Roach and he looked far better than I would have expected. But at the end of the day, I think with LaFrance being fresh, uh, still active and playing, I think his cardio is the, uh, the, the deciding factor here. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and, and Roach's biggest battle against it was, of course, being on the, that's where the synthetic kicked in. He had never been on it before, and you could tell he had balance issues. Um, it might have, he actually might have been a lot better on ice. Why well, he would have done a lot better if it had been on ice. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get a lot of chance to train on the synthetic, um, which I think really hindered him. But, uh, but again, didn't quit, went for it. Uh, stood there and, and banged with LaFrance, and I know they were both feeling it at the end, and, you know, they were both uh, sucking wind, but uh, they didn't quit. They were throwing, and, uh, yeah. And I, like I said, I will happily eat crow on that one. Um, you know, like I said, it was not it was never a slight to Jordan Roach. I just figured with the experience and, and just being fresh and, and active that he would have a real hard time. And like I said, with Jay, I thought it would, you know, it could be over real quick. And it wasn't, and he proved me wrong, and I will humble, I will eat humble pie. And, uh, yeah, if he can learn to take, you know, if he trains and gets on synthetic, and uh, I'd be interested to see Roach come back. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But now, the next bout. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, this next one, this is a grudge match. These two kind of got it, had a little war of words in the, in the pre, in the, in the weigh-ins, and, uh, there was a lot of heat in this one. It was, uh, Blake Anderson versus Cole Johnson, the Viking, with the big ZZ top beard, and, uh, man, this was, uh, this got the crowd hot. Blake Anderson's a local from Edmonton, had a lot of friends there, or seemed like it anyway, and, uh, things got rowdy, and this fight was, there was some bad intentions in this fight, and uh, Blake Anderson, professional boxer, and uh, it showed he th- he was thrown with bad intentions, and um, but Cole Johnson took it full credit, and I will and I talked to him after. The big problem that happened with him is early on in the fight he broke his fingers, and he couldn't grab, and uh, so that was what really hindered him in this fight. But again, did not quit. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, they, I think they called it late in the second round, but Anderson came out, he could bang, man. And he showed again, being the boxer, but the, you know, got on skates and I mean, I know he plays some hockey and stuff. So, but he, uh, he looks solid. And, uh, Alec, what did you think of this one? No, like you said, Blake Anderson looks solid, man. He came out like a fucking pit bull. And he even ripped out some pieces of, uh, you know, Cole Johnson's big Viking beard and was waving it around. You can see it on the, uh, the synthetic ice as the camera zooms in on it. Um, but I mean, just overwhelming punches is what I think it was. You know, just, it came at, it came at Johnson with a volume, just pure volume. Um, and he threw some bombs too. So, uh, I'd, I'm really curious to see if we, uh, if we get Blake Anderson again in Ice Wars 3 or, Another ice words down the line because he's a guy I'd like to see more of. Jay, yeah, Shake and Blake did. Yo, know, I, I had no idea going in who. It, be honest with you, listeners, I had no idea going in who either of you guys were. No, uh, as a guy with, I got a lot of beard. When Shake and Blake ripped the beard out of the Viking, uh, my eyes teared up a little bit, but it was. Uh, 
it, it was it, it was one sided all the way. Shake it, Blake. Dude, he, he took it home. Yeah, like I said, he was he was throwing bad intentions. He went there, and uh, like I said, full props to Cole Johnson for hanging in there. And like I said, with broken fingers early on in the fight, but didn't quit. And I mean, that's unfortunate for him. But uh, yeah, Blake Anderson looks solid, man. Um, the next one was returning Keegan Paddywhack McGraw versus uh, the referee in the first one who decided to fight in the second one, Dallas Otto, um, who was a great guest on the show. I enjoyed having him on in uh, in the week leading up to the event. And, um, unfortunately a, a separated shoulder ended this fight in the first round, but, uh, Dallas ought to look good. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, it's unfortunate that the, the fight got ended a little bit early. Um, and you know, I was curious to see how McGraw did bouncing back from ice wars one. Um, but all, like you said, auto looked really good too. And, uh, it's just unfortunate that the fight got cut short, but I will say that too you know, off the, off the cuff here that the, the staff and everybody at ice wars actually does do a really good job of making sure dudes like aren't really getting fucking hurt here. Um, so that's cool to see. Cause I know people are worried about player safety and everything like that, especially in 2022 and you have a hockey fight tournament and they, I think they do a pretty solid job of it. Yep. <laughs> well, well, yeah, going out even the second fight going in when, uh, just a smoke land, smoke bomb, you know, dropped the guy in nine seconds. The, you know, the medical crew was in there right away. And they were in there, you know, for this fight, saw, you know, realized the issue going in. But, you know, Dallas Otto showed, Palomino showed up. That was a hell of a scrap. Yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, he looked, you know, young kid, could bang, looked really strong, um, looked really solid in the boat. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him go, um, if he could advance on to the, if he wants to continue doing this, um, down the line. I'd really like to, to see how he does, cause, uh, you know, and I'd like to see McGraw, you know, get healthy and, uh, come back. And I know, uh, Brooks wants to fight him in the third one, cause they want the two Americans to fight each other. Because an American hasn't won yet, so he, he want Brooks wants to fight McGraw at the third one. We'll have an all American battle, so we'll see if that happens or not. But uh, yeah, so hopefully, if uh, Patty Whack, if you're listening to this, heal up, keep training, and I uh, hope to see you at the third one. But um, the the second last fight of the night was, of course, the final of the cruiserweight tournament: Justin Schmidt versus Bo Cornell. And uh, again, Schmidt, I think his experience showed. Um, but I will give full marks to Bo Cornell. I know he took some big shots. He landed some shots. It wasn't like he got completely dominated. He was hanging in there, but, uh, I think experience sort of took over, but, uh, Alec, what'd you figure of this one? No, experience definitely took over and I'm watching the start of it now. And again, going into it, it looked like Schmidt is just so calm, cool and collected. It's, it's scary. Um, but no, Bo, great showing for Bo Cornell, you know, to go up against a, a vet like this. And uh, like we said, even early on, it, we, this Bo Cornell and Ice Wars 2 is completely different than the one we saw in the first event. Um, but again, experience just takes over. And right along with our predictions, we had uh, Justin Schmidt takes home the crown for the cruiserweight division. Jay, what yeah, like Alex said, you know, we had talked about it before going in. I got to give, you know, all the credit to Bo Cornell. 
night and day different from the first fight. You could tell that he had trained for it, but Justin Schmidt was just on a on another level. Yeah, and like you said, right? I mean, you know, I know we beat it to death here already, but yeah, professional hockey fight leader this year, and you could just tell when he'd switch hands, and even when he got him in the clinch, they would clinch up, and he knew he was doing it to catch his breath, and he was relaxed, and uh, like I said, even when I was sitting with Sean Legault, like Legault leaned over to me, he said, "You can just tell this guy's a professional fighter," you know, and it, and switch hands effortlessly, never panicked. Even when he was taking some shots, he would take them and, yeah, just in full control all the time. And, and Bo Cornell, I know he was hurting, and I know he got hurt in that fight, but he, again, didn't quit and uh, finished it and uh, absolutely has nothing to be ashamed of in, that, in his appearance at Ice Wars, too, because he did a great job. And, uh, but, yes, Justin Schmidt is your cruiserweight champion. And, uh, yeah, he... he he looked dom- He was he was great in all three fights, and uh, yeah, hell of, hell of a tournament for 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 both those guys. But hundred percent, yeah. The final bout, the main event, Daniel Lansbury versus Curtis Swanson, and uh, three rounds, three one minute rounds, and they went all three, and both guys were beat up after, and uh, I will. Well, uh, Jay, what did you think of this fight? You know, going in, I had uh, a lot of hopes for Swanee, but Diamond Hands, man, he, he he had a hell of a show. Yep. And, you know, three rounds, I, I got to say Diamond Hands took it all three rounds. Yep. Alec, yeah, Alec, what do you think? Yeah, we, we had expectations, so this is where, this is where our prediction. Are you there? All right, we're back. Yeah, folks, we're, I'm sorry. This has been a nightmare episode back and forth here with technical difficulties and everything else. Uh, I lost, we lost Jay in Iowa. He's, I'm, whatever. We, we got his saying it. Jay, thanks for coming on. Uh, sorry, man. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this episode, but whatever. We got his thoughts on a lot of things anyway. So I'm glad, thank you for taking part. Um, Alec, what was your, what was your feelings on the Swanson Amesbury tilt? I mean, it was a great fight. You know, it was the one fight where all of our predictions were wrong. Um, I think in the in the preview episode, all three of us, either that or you played devil's advocate, and you know, Tibble pop smoke and leave after that because uh, you don't want to give us your your answer there. But um, I think all three of us had Swanson taking this one. But Amesbury came back and proved why he was the champ, and he just I, I it was just more like slippery. It looked like his balance was just better than Swanson's and. He had better grips. It looks like Swanee just couldn't find the right grip on Amesbury at all. Like even as I'm watching the fight now, uh, you know the way he's gripped, it's almost hard. Like he's either in the way of his punch or he's in a spot where he can't really get a punch in. And Amesbury just had that grip where it was right below the collar, you know, right in the sweet spot for pretty much the entire fight. So um, you know, definitely props to Amesbury. And I'm I'm curious to see who he gets next um, in Ice Wars three. Yeah, no, he looked great. It looked, you know, I mean, kid's got it, man. He's he's just a bulldog, and I know he's training training hard and, and focused. And uh, as was Swanee, um, and I know I, I know Swanee was upset with himself uh, just with the, from the balance aspect, and like he said, just couldn't seem to get a good grip, and his balance was just off. Um, he did land some shots though, 
And I know if anybody talks to Daniel Ainsbury after, Ainsbury said that's the toughest fight. He couldn't believe how tough Swanee was. Said that was the toughest fight he's ever had. He hit Swanee with everything, and Swanee didn't go down. And he was right there for three rounds. Swanee, I from talking to him, he said his cardio was fine. He had no problems. He was still ready, but he's just, you know, it was just his balance. Just couldn't get set. But um, I know Ainsbury gave Swanson full credit. And it was funny when, uh, before the event was going on, uh, there was a bunch of guys sitting there talking, and uh, I know they were Amesbury guys, and they're like, oh, Amesbury's going to sleep this guy. And I just, oh, no, he's not. You're not going to sleep Curtis Swanson. It's not going to happen. So get that thought out of your mind. And, uh, you know, and, uh, but it was, you know, tough fight for Swanee, um, you know, but Amesbury just dominant, looked, looked sharp. And, uh, I know, uh, Swanee will be back for sure. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it'll be interesting going forward. What's in store for both these guys, um, with what, with coming, it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure, man. It's like, you know, well, both, we've seen both in, uh, each event so far and they seem to be both fan favorites across the board. So, yep. uh, you got to imagine both of them will be returning for Ice Wars 3, wherever it is. So I'm looking forward to it and, um, I'm curious to see if, you know, Amesbury will be back in, like, the tournament style or if it's going to go to, uh, like, a tie. Like, I, I know this one was a non-title fight, technically. So if Swanee won, he wouldn't have had the crown. Um, so I'm wondering if they'll throw Amesbury in another title fight, kind of like how the MM, like MMA does with, like, UFC and whatever. Uh, so we'll see. I, I, I really like this bracket style and how they it's like they have the tournament and then they kind of, it's almost, you know, prelims, if you will. Um, in between, so I thought they got the the system kind of dialed in this Ice Wars too. Yeah, no, I really dig it. Yeah, it, it was cool, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting going forward what what's in store for both Amesbury and Swanson. Um, I know, um, I know Amesbury is obviously going full bore into it, and I know from talking to Curtis, um, I know he is really taken right now at this point. Like he always says, at his age, at thirty eight. His window is closing, so he is taking full opportunity. Dude owns his Knuckle Busters Limited. He owns his own business, owns trucks in the pipe fitting business. So he's, you know, 12, 14 hour days out in the oil fields in Alberta. So, I mean, he managed to take a step back and take time away from work to train for this. And, uh, and I know that's his goal going forward. Um, when the next event comes, he's really going to take it serious with the training. And, um, you know, no matter where it is. So I think that'll be really cool to see, uh, a, you know, a, a dialed in, you know, when he doesn't have to worry about running a business, like a dialed in Curtis Swanson when he can get a real solid training camp. Um, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting to see as well uh, going forward. But yeah, both these guys, hey, it was a great, great show. And uh, yeah, Ainsbury, man, he's the real deal. He's, he's looking great these first two shows and... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens here uh, going forward. Oh yeah, absolutely, and you know, great, great two for the first two events. I mean, phenomenal showing, and like we talked about before, the second one definitely upped its upped its game. So it's all up from all up from here for Ice Wars, I think, and I'm really curious to see what they do in um, Ice Wars three, wherever it is. Hopefully, if it's in the states, I should be able to get going to that one. Um, so hopefully it is, and you know I'm I'm curious. I, I can't wait to see Ice Wars three. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the third one. Um, 
Yeah, and for the folks listening to this, um, if you uh, seriously, if you you can still get the replay on Fight TV, if you did not get this show, seriously order it. We wouldn't lead you straight. The fights were great. Um, you know, it had a few a few of the fights had a few hiccups with the helmet issues, etc., equipment issues with Redmond there, but uh, overall. I think the guy, the guys took it serious. They came out banging, and uh, I know the people I was sitting with were sure impressed with it. And I, I know Dan Cordick was as well from talking with him. And uh, yeah, man, I thought the I thought the event went I thought it went really well. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it could have gone any better. Honestly, um, seemed like there was more people there at this one too. So you can definitely tell it's starting to grow. And you know they got to outdo themselves again. So AJ, if you're listening. You uh you got you got to one up yourself now. So Ice Wars Two has officially raised the bar for you. Yep, it's he's he's in. He, it'll be interesting what going forward. And I know from talking to AJ, I know I think his goal kind of wants to do four to six of these a year because uh, you don't want to burn the product out either. So uh, or the guys. So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. But uh, yeah, I love the event and. Uh, I thought it was great, and I hope people uh, supported it and uh, and bought the pay per view. And going forward, we'll do so. But uh, yeah, man, I know this show has been up and down. We've had recording issues, and I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened to the, our, our Iowa correspondent, but uh, you know we lost him. But uh, I want to thank you. I know it's late <laughs> there, man. I know you had a, you had a rough one and having trouble with the dog and everything. So. Um, I want to thank you for being patient and, and staying on the line. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. No, absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on. As as always, man, it's always a good time. And, you know, any anytime you want to talk hockey or whatever, ice wars don't matter. I mean, fuck, we talk throughout the day all the time anyway. But anytime you want to have me on, I'm more than happy to. There we go, folks. There is your ice wars in review. All right, Alec, have a good night, man. I'll let you go. Take it easy. You, you as well. Have a good one, bud. See you, man. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 